write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Preston with my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. EZ Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us for a second time on this program? You know, they say that the entertainment industry is a very fickle and very selfish industry. And I can honestly say that this person has proven that wrong time and time again. Not only are they out there making their own music, prepping up their own music, making sure, you know, they're doing things for their own brand, but they're always out there with one hand back, whether it be an M-O-R-A or something along those lines, or whether it be hosting open mics at the cellar or putting these incredible storyteller showcases together. This person's always there to highlight the other talent in the room. And for that and for that alone is one of the most incredible things that can happen, especially in an industry as sick and as twisted as the entertainment industry is. And we all know that it is sick and twisted. It is incredible to have a great human being out there standing next to you and making sure that you're doing okay too. And for that and that alone, I want you to put your hands together. Not if you're driving, if you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and two for, we don't need any accidents, but mentally put your hands together for the fantastic, the amazing, the spectacular and all around great guy, Zach Anderson. Zach. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You, you, are, you are quite the hype man. Uh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing, and this is something that I really wanted to dig in and, and, and kind of like really be the meat and potatoes of, of this interview is, you know, you have made this choice to sit there and help highlight other acts and musicians that, that are out there. And, you know, that's against every single rule that has ever been played to anyone who ever wants to make it in this industry. It's like, you must think mm. about yourself and only yourself. And mm. you must be selfish and you must you must step on necks and break fingers. And you don't do that at all. And, and because of that, you know, one, it shows the caliber of human being you are. And then I really want to highlight that. But also it shows the, the caliber of an artist that you are. Because, you know, you are always sitting there and have one hand constantly back is that an active choice of yours or is that something that through your life experiences that we got into last uh show um has shown you a a a better way um i i I believe it's my i'm choosing uh to uh be active in that sense of uh uh not only promoting myself but uh promoting uh those around me um it's I've just seen so I mean, I've been playing shows uh, for 16 years or so, and um, I've just seen so much amazing talent uh, just in the state alone and really uh, not a lot of uh, venues, uh, places to play that uh, can um, uh, showcase their talents. And um, I find that there's a, uh, not to uh, harp on too much on like places that usually have just uh, cover bands and things like that. Um, it's uh, there aren't enough places for original music. And um, when we started Monsters of Acoustic Rock, that was kind of one of those ideas we had was uh, we wanted to make a place to showcase 
all the incredible uh, songwriters and bands that are putting out their own stuff uh, that don't have a lot of uh, outlets for it. Right. So. And, and that's, that's super, super interesting because, um, you know, again, a lot of people, and, and again, we don't pour salt in anyone else's hustle. If you're in a cover mm-hmm. band and you're making your money, you know, you're, you're, you're supporting your family, more power to you. Exactly. Um, you know, but there's a whole lot of people that, that would look at that and be like, Oh, well, you know, you hear it all the time, whether you've been in the scene, it's only a cover, it's cover band land. And it's the only way to do that. But here you are and you're living proof that that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you released a litany of incredible music, whether it be children's records or regular records or um, records just for felines, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've continued to push through and you do it on your own terms. Um, and that is now also bringing in your own shows as part of like them, this new storyteller showcase thing that you do as well. Um, and the open mic that you do at the cellar, um, is this something that's going to continue to go through? Or are we going to start to see like, like a DJ Cali type of record for, from, <laughs> from, from Zach Anderson, just highlighting, you know, it's the CT mixtape with DJs, <laughs> Zach Anderson. He's I think, oh. I think he's stretching it. Yeah. That might, be, that might go a little too far for me, but I, I, I try to be more behind the scenes uh, and not, uh, uh, take too much credit for a lot of the things uh because i i'm just trying to help uh bring uh more opportunities for people and whether i get credit or not it doesn't really matter to me i get to i get to hear uh just awesome music all the time because i'm putting together these shows and um but like it, like it started with, with just monsters, and then we uh, during the pandemic we stopped uh, on hiatus, and then when we came back, uh, Eric and Sherry from the cellar uh, asked if I wanted to do another type of show at the cellar that, that's similar to it, but we decided to switch it up a little bit, and we we started storytellers, um, and that's been going strong for two two and a half years now, and uh, it's it's been great too because it's it, like it's not necessarily just like okay i'm giving these people uh a place to play their music i'm also or we're also together uh making new connections and uh finding new uh people to um uh do business with and right. from there like because then people i've since they've played in storytellers or monsters i've seen them now uh, playing shows together at other venues and right. uh you you make the the new relationships and contacts and um and then that just helps uh make it easier for other people to book shows as well uh mm-hmm. and finding other people to fill fill bills and um and same thing with the open mic it's uh we we wanted to start an open mic at the cellar and um just having another place for people to play and try new stuff or if they're just getting started. Um, and it's great for me because it's just an, another easy way for me to discover uh, new music from people. And then I can, uh, I may see somebody at the cellar I've never heard of before. And then I may like absolutely love their stuff and then go and book them for monsters or mm-hmm. storytellers. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we also do like featured spots for the open mic for people who have uh, new music to promote uh just like another another way for them to get another sh- uh, gig in there and uh fine-tune their stuff but also promote like their new single or album and uh yeah it's just uh 
it's it's been really nice to just have uh, the seller's been great for for that they they are very accommodating they're very supportive of uh local music and original music and it's just been uh, a pleasure to work with them we love the people at the cellar, especially when mm -hmm. they make me my huggy bear sandwich. Because mm -hmm. it's the best sandwich in the history of the world. <laughs> That's right. You heard it. I said what I said. <laughs> I finally found something I could eat that there. So, because they, they have a, a oh. new, new, new brand of chips behind the counter. And uh, uh, I looked at the ingredients and I was like, yeah, yeah I can have these. So, I, I, uh, Use my drink ticket for one of them the other day. It was it was it was enjoyable. Nice. <laughs> you're, nice. you're like, I will take a bag of chips, please. This is yes. fantastic. And there's nothing like a free bag of chips, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It just there's something about it. Just tastes better. It just tastes better. So all that mm. hard work. You're like this. This works. I like this. This works oh, really yeah. nice for me. <laughs> but you know, not only that, but you you're continuing to push your art in every single amazing direction. Um, mm -hmm. You have uh, this new a rock opera mm -hmm. if i am correct um which by the way i am so jealous because it has been my goal to uh to do a rock opera a la, a la tommy or something along those yep. lines and one of these years i will have one but right now i can't make sense of the chaos how did you make sense of the chaos so much that you were able to string together an entire rock opera um it was it was uh, kind of just taking on a challenge because uh, I, uh, as we've mentioned in the previous uh, podcast, that uh, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd, and uh, I, I had previously written a rock opera about the Legend of Zelda, and right. I I played that on uh, at conventions all the time, and uh, two years ago uh, I was playing at Kineticon. And I played the rock opera, and then I played two other shows of songs inspired by video games and songs inspired by anime. And um, as I was leaving, I, I realized that like the convention's leaning more towards anime now, and mm -hmm. yeah. wanting to wanting to find another uh, type of show I can do there because uh, like convention crowds are fantastic for uh, for me. Uh, I, I always get really great turnouts. Everyone like understands the references, so it's mm -hmm. just. It's a good time all around. But I was like, you know what? I already had the, the video game rock opera. I should write a, a, a anime rock opera. Uh, so immediately I thought of uh, the show Full Metal Alchemist, which uh, just right. has like a perfect story. So many amazing themes and uh, uh, like uh, sins and is a religion and redemption and uh, government corruption and like just a, a litany of uh, different opportunities and also you have those ideas of the sins that can you can separate into separate songs and and right. uh, tell the whole story of the the anime while also making it your own and right. um being able to uh put your own your yourself and your surroundings into those songs uh make it relatable for uh, anybody um, so as soon as I came up with the idea, I went home and wrote a 13 song rock opera, uh, uh, pr pretty much all it, it took the, uh, the, the whole month of April, basically of right. last year, I wrote, I wrote the whole thing. And, uh, then along with that, I, uh, edited a, uh, 55 minute long AMV, uh, for the entire performance, uh, where I, I did a demo version of the, uh, rock opera, me just playing it straight through. Then mm -hmm. I edited footage from Full Metal Alchemist to the demo, 
and then I play mm-hmm. live to the uh, video. So it's a, a live live music video experience. Um, and it was it was funny though when when we I had first uh, uh, I premiered it at Kineticon last year, and the um, the video wouldn't export from my computer onto my iPad. Uh, oh like, no! Like so it was it it kept uh, the computer kept crashing over and over again so i finally got it like two hours before i was supposed to play then i had to drive up to hartford uh and i didn't have time to actually watch the video to make sure that it worked and uh and and like practice with it so i just on the way to the to the uh, uh the civic center uh the um uh i just listened to the demo because i knew that right. uh, that's what synced up with it uh just to get the timing down in my head and it's surprisingly like worked perfectly. Like everything's uh, synced up perfect. It was, uh, it went so well and had a really, really great crowd for it. Uh, a lot of uh, nice compliments afterwards. And it it's just like those type of pro- uh, um, uh, projects I love doing were uh, challenging myself to make this huge thing. And then uh, adding to it, not just making the music, but making the video and making it more of a spectacle than just a performance and right. it uh yeah and uh, i i'm so it, a lot of the times like I, I write i write a lot and um i have so many pro uh projects on the back burners for recording because yeah. money right. um and mm-hmm. yeah, right. but this is this is one of those projects like as soon as i finish writing and i'm like this is the next one i'm pushing everything back i need to record this next because i i'm so happy with how everything turned out every single yes. song is uh, some of my best work and it everything nicely i did cool things with the sins where i like each each sin song has a the feeling of the sin in it whether like lust right. is a sex lust is a sexy song and uh, sloth is a lullaby and wrath is a punk right. song and things like that nice. so it's uh but yeah it's, it's super fun uh you can find it on youtube from the Connecticut performance i performed it last week on groundhog day um mm-hmm. i performed it at the cellar uh, okay. And it was it was a really cool performance. It was another one those like I didn't get to practice because I, I ended up spraining my wrist. But I, so um, so I got to just like play mm-hmm. as I went, and it still still went really well, and I was really happy with it. And uh, lots of people who were fans really enjoyed the uh, the video along with it because they could follow along, and everybody mm-hmm. else uh, nice. just enjoyed the music and the the visualization of it. So it was a good time all around. Now, have you contacted the uh, any of the the source material, um, you know, people? Have you been like, hey, I have this finished, you know, um, I'm sending it to the full alchemist people, or I'm sending it to uh, the evil overlords at Nintendo? You know, you <laughs> heard me. I said what I said. I, I said evil. what I said. <laughs> I think no, no, no. They can't be evil. No, you know, evil. I, it's funny because there there's been several years where I uh-huh. am kind of afraid to put out uh like the nintendo related songs because right. i i don't know what the legal ramifications are it's i think it's all protected under parody it's right. uh because it's it's more of a uh associated to the characters but not mm-hmm. necessarily um like i'm not saying mario in the song and yeah right. i'm not using the actual music from it we use a mm-hmm. riff in right. We, we use, a, like, in the song Stepping on Turtles, we use a riff that's similar enough to the... But we don't use the exact one. Um, but just, so, like, I'm actually planning on putting out Stepping on Turtles in March. Uh, nice. And so it, we'll, we'll see what happens with the, with the legal. But it, I, I don't think it's... <laughs> 
I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. I'm not using uh, any uh, anything that would be taking away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more of a homage to it, I guess. But um, parody. Here's the word. Right. Um, and um, some, sometimes, though, if I like, uh, if I use a, uh, if I'm making an AMV, anime music video, and I use somebody else's songs, uh, I'll I'll reach out and say like, hey, I use I use your song. Uh, like, this is a cool video. Check it out. And if you like it, great. If you if you'd want me to take it down, not a problem either. Uh, right. And for the most part, uh, I've had no issues. Some people have loved them and. Uh, I think other than that, like one record label had me down one video and that was, that was the only time I've ever had uh, any issues with that. But, uh, um, it's, it's harder with like, say like an anime studio, like with, or the, the, cause, cause of either the language barrier or, mm -hmm. um, just, it's such a big, uh, production company that they may not even ever find out about it or know about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. So true. What other anime? And that's why some people, Oh, sorry, what was that? <laughs> sorry, um, playing double Dutch. Yep. Um, I just want to know what other animes you plan on doing for uh, future rock operas, and then easy one to uh, highlight something. Um, ooh, uh, rock opera wise, um, I'll have to think about that one. Just mm -hmm. there, there's, uh, I am more of a fan of uh, short series, so like, uh, like tw 12 okay. to 24 episodes. I write okay. a lot of, uh, like uh drama and romance type of songs mm -hmm. uh based on those type of shows um so like full metal alchemist i thought was like a perfect one because it's not too long but it tells a full like fleshed out story yeah. uh, and it has a complete a complete ending whereas mm -hmm. uh like a series like um well i'll just use one piece as an example i was gonna it's, say it, that too it's still it's still ongoing it you can probably like thousand episodes yeah yeah you, you it, yeah it's gonna keep going forever you could probably make like a, a six album uh probably <laughs> rock opera for that yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's a little too much for for me but yeah, uh right but uh i i always like anytime i'm watching I, I like to do a lot of uh, adaptive writing and, and the empathetic writing where i mm -hmm. i like to see myself in the characters of uh right. of anime and games and movies and uh, books and everything like that and then uh find myself in the characters and then portray that through song so um there's always an opportunities for i'm gonna see something and be like yep that's the next one and right. kind of just keep going with that so nice. it is nice yeah. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues. Go ahead, EZ, continue. Well, no, it's it's so super, super interesting because, you know, um, as as we have come to notice, um, you know, it's it's great to be noticed when you get that cease and desist, but it also stinks when you get that cease and desist. Because mm -hmm. cause it's like, wow, <laughs> we, we, we we popped off somewhere and, and we, we, we have we have taken some sort of whatever. And then you're like, but 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 we're still not eating like homie. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why are you going to take the food out of the mouth when the food hasn't even touched the lips yet? Like, yep. can I at least get a bite? Can I get a snack? <laughs> can I can I get a nibble? Like, like mm -hmm. give, give a homie a nibble, you know? 
So it's, it's super interesting to, to go through there. And then also, you know, dealing with like the parody law as I'm sitting here wearing a parody law sweatshirt, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, stuff that that's protected. And people don't really understand that even parody law itself didn't really get massively reinforced until people versus Larry Flint. Right. Um, you know, so that's how far back it really does go um, within the, uh, the culture of it, of, uh, this very interesting country that we're, we are currently in. Um, but as you continue to move forward and, and you know, push out the diff- different things, uh, do you think at any point in time you're going to stop doing more of the creative stuff and do more of the show, show facilitation? Or are you at that perfect Zen balance right now? Uh, at the moment, I am very comfortable with uh, balancing everything. Um, I... I've been doing uh, just music related uh, work for uh, since the pandemic. Um, mm. It was one of those things like right before the pandemic, uh, my old job closed down and right. uh, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take this time. I have enough money saved up. I'm just going to go towards uh, just living out the dream and just doing music. And then like two months later, the pandemic started and it was just like, well, everything <laughs> shut down. Um, but then once it opened up again, I was like, I'm just, I'm going to try it. And uh, right. I, I've been, I've been, making it so like i'm 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 happy i i I play enough shows i write enough stuff i i uh curate enough that it's uh it's it's all worth it and um at the moment like yeah i absolutely love doing everything and anything i mean and uh i think a lot of it though is like it'll come down to health at some point maybe that like it might have to turn Mm -hmm. to just uh studio stuff or just uh uh, organizing and booking shows, mm-hmm. but uh, or or writing for other musicians, but um, for now I, I'm just going to keep going until the the wheels right. fall off. <laughs> well, no, and and but also there's some certain things that you've done as well to kind of facilitate the health aspect. Is you know you do the the home concerts um, mm-hmm. where where people can you know donate to like the Venmo or you know those different type of things. So you know. You have really expanded, and I, I think um, I really do think that the pandemic was really good for certain artists. I think for you know it gave mm. everyone that that recharge type of thing and gave us all sorts of time to understand what in the world we're doing because yep. it really makes no sense. Um, <laughs> like the industry yep. as a whole makes absolutely no sense at all um, until you start to really slow down. And, you know, you really take a look at, you know, all P's and Q's and figure out, you know, who you really are. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. something that I think you've known for a while. I remember so many years ago, we won't even talk about it, but I remember walking into Stella Blues and you had your chord charts and you had everything all focused Mm -hmm. and you were you were at the table and you you were working up until that very last minute you were um, jumping up for the, the open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's, you went, seemed to go right back into work um, getting, uh, but still popping at the, the proper amount of time for each act that was on there. I can, I can never say that you were never paying attention, although you always look busy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just said, uh, music has been just so uh, uh, important for me. Um, and not just like, it's always been, I've always been a huge music fan. And then once I started playing music, it just gave me a whole other level of appreciation. Um, and, uh, taking that creative outlet. Um, but like, I, I just, I, I'm very, 
uh, project oriented. I'm very organized with that aspect of my life. Can't say for everything in my life, but but for when it comes to uh, working on things I'm passionate about, uh, I try to be as um, uh, there. Like I, I just want to focus on what I'm doing at the time, and um, but I can also multitask while right. focusing on every aspect of what is going on. So if, like you are saying, like me working on uh, setting up, like getting everybody else ready for performing with like a full band by setting up all the, the chord charts and making sure everyone's prepared ahead of time. So it's it's just makes it easier for them so that we have a great time and uh, sound great uh, while also supporting all the other acts and, and uh like, because the the more you listen to everybody else, the more you learn yourself and find mm-hmm. out what find out what works best for you, as well as like you may learn some new ideas and get inspiration from other artists. Um, and uh, so, being able to kind of multitask with my uh, uh, focus on everything surrounding me, uh, it right. it does it definitely helps with the. Uh, um, being um able to i totally lost my thought <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's fine there, 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 there was a lot there was a lot there yeah. there was a lot there yeah it's just uh trying to focus on everything and uh trying to um just do everything i can to uh express myself and my passions and also uh, support and um, learn from others. Right. We'll go with that. Now, there you go. Now, have you <laughs> thought about uh, jumping into like the jingle aspect of writing and, and mm. those type of thing as well? Is that something that you're thinking about putting your toe in the water for? Yeah, I, w- I would absolutely love to do that. I, I, I've always thought about uh, writing for other musicians and products and I – like there are some jingles that are just, I mean, they're stuck in your head all the time. And uh, there are other ones that you kind of question why they chose that song or, or (laughs) it it just doesn't fit whatsoever. So then you kind of think to yourself, like, what could I do to make this better? And, or what what would I do if if I was in, in that, in their shoes? And um, a couple of years ago uh, I like entered a, a jingle competition for a uh, car company in like Texas or something. And Earth is like, like I thought it was great and it was very catchy. I, I would still sing it today. Um, and I didn't win, which it was fine. But then like, I ended up turning that into uh, one of my children's songs. Uh, my best friend right. is stuffed where I just, I, because the, the, the melody and the, the guitar and everything, it was just so catchy that like I had to right. do something with it. So I just uh, turned it into a kid's song and it's, it's consistently my most played song on like Spotify, which makes right. it, which makes it really awkward when I have to book shows because I'm like, Hey, if you go to listen to my music, uh, disregard the first song. Cause, <laughs> cause like, that's not, that's not what I'm going to be playing. So <laughs> Now that's that's another really a great point to to put out there. You know, when you are putting out multi genre type of music, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have those type of shows where 
your more kid friendly stuff will be will be able to be played and then there's other places like playing the cellar and different things like that where you have more that the punk rock type of stuff or some mm-hmm. more mature um audience stuff but i also know you mm-hmm. and i i also know that you have absolutely no problem playing you know a full children's record for everybody at cellar if necessary oh, yeah. because it should happen or you know say you're playing stella blues and you're like Today, we're going to play everything from, you know, the video game world or Mm -hmm. so forth and so on. Um, How are you able to understand the voice that you need to use for each and every um, gig? It... uh, It's funny, though, with the children's songs, because I I did write them in a way that, like, like, anyone can appreciate them. It's, right. they're, I would say they're more like kid themed than actual like children's music because it's, right. it's they're topics that people like. Yeah, that's what a kid would want a song about. But it's just like like I wrote one recently, uh, like pizza is the ultimate shape food. It's like who <laughs> doesn't love pi- who doesn't love pizza? It's it's right. it's kids lyrics, but it's a pe- song about mm-hmm. pizza. People people love pizza. It's true, uh, right? and it, it and it has a cool groove. So mm-hmm. it's just like one of those songs that people get into. Um, but uh, yeah, so. A lot of the times when I'm playing, like kind of like what you mentioned, where like if I'm playing the cellar, I'm not going to play more adult stuff. I might sneak in a kid song. If I see a kid in the crowd, I usually try to get right. at least one in there just to uh, reach all audiences. Um, but then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll work in songs. And, and the nice thing about like the cellar is that I can kind of play whatever. Um, right. So I get a lot of like, I can do my more like depressing songs. I can do uh, just a little bit of everything. But I also like, I also try to make it as um, different as possible. I never play the same show twice. Right. Mm-hmm. Every, every show I have a completely different set, uh, different songs. I, I'm fortunate enough to have enough songs that I can do that. And, right. um, but like if I'm playing, um, if I'm playing a farmer's market or if I'm playing uh, a place where there's just a lot of people um, in a, like a daytime environment or um, just a, just a place where people are maybe half paying attention, um, then mm-hmm. I, I, I do a lot more of the upbeat songs at least the upbeat uh music songs not necessarily the lyrics but no no one's gonna be paying attention to that um (laughs) but uh you get uh yeah so like if i'm playing uh, like like i said farmer's markets gastro Mm -hmm. park places like that where they want more uh just like upbeat friendly music i have uh the capability of doing that if i'm playing a show where i can focus like people are there to listen to the music and like really are focusing on every aspect of what you're doing Mm. then you can you can sneak in the songs that you uh think are really important to that people need to hear uh like your your voice and your your words and um but then like at shows like uh monsters uh i do uh, i do an app on my phone that randomizes my songs so you may get like the most depressing song in the world and then a song about me picking my nose like it's right. it's it, it just it's changes every single time it's super fun to do it's also scary because right. i play songs i haven't played in 10 years uh <laughs> like without having to practice because because right. i don't have time for that but um but yeah i i i used to focus so much on coming up with the perfect set list mm-hmm. um for years and then uh i just kind of stopped one day and now i just kind of make it i I usually i'll make like a if i'm playing like a 
an hour show. It's usually like 14 songs. I'll focus on, I'll make a list of like 20 songs and then just pick from those. See what, see what the vibe is at the venue. Uh, right. People are really into it. Uh, or if I get requests, I'll just play requests. But um, it's, it's nice to be able to uh, play, have enough material that I can play any type of show at any points and also right. change it up depending on what people are reacting to right. now as as you are continuing to grow and and you've just touched base on all the different types of styles of music in which you can play <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff which i hope everyone was was paying attention because there will be a quiz at the end of at the end of this show <laughs> oh, <man>. um <laughs> nah man i take that quiz um but you know <laughs> Do you think um, how do you how do you pick the right songs to release? Have this question. an extensive ca- category, you know, an extensive catalog in which you have, and mm. knowing that like like Full Metal Alchemist uh, was the next thing that needed to be put out because it was that important, and yep. you know, say song about said pizza um, mm-hmm. was not as important, or so so forth and so on. Um, how are you able to select, you know, what goes on? Because for those who don't know, it costs money to release music. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be real, you know, and a lot of people, we don't, a lot of people don't talk about it or anything like that, but whether have a distribution deal or, or you know, you're, you're paying for your, um, I forgot the name of the companies that do the distribution, but mm-hmm. you know, and we're, 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 they're not paying us. So I'm not going to give them their names. Yeah. Um, you know, you have one of those things going on, whether it be $20 a month, $20 a year, or, you know, $200 every time you re- you're releasing a single or a record. Um, how are you, how do you select? Like, what um, is the next thing to get released? It's, when it, when it, when I started recording, a lot of it was uh, recording just my favorite songs that I had written, mm-hmm. um, and, and those that I felt that really needed to get out there because of possibly how people reacted to them when I played them out live, or um, or just uh, what what just felt right at the time. Um, as I went along, well, once once I released my first album, Unrequited Days, I realized when I was recording it that like, oh, all these songs are actually about unrequited love, and this mm-hmm. kind of this there's actually kind of a theme to this. Um, so then uh, after that, I recorded the the children's album because I just wanted to get that out more so for my like my mom's preschool teacher and wanted to get some songs out for her classroom. Um, right. And that just kind of turned into like a, just a fun project to do. Um, from there, a lot of it was um, just uh, the single-wise. Singles were just songs I felt didn't really fit onto an album, mm, uh, right. but still, but still, like they were songs I really wanted to get out. Also, it depended on how much uh, financial um, right. uh, stability I had at the time, whether I could do right. a full album or if I could do just just the single. Um, and but I, I'm very much a like studio person where like I'll put out three or four projects a year just because um, I don't uh, I don't have any other type of um, uh, I say I don't I don't drink or smoke or anything like that so like yeah, I don't right. I'm not I'm, I'm saying my money goes towards recording instead of uh, those outlets it's um, smart right yeah smart. in some ways yes <laughs> um, 
Um, but uh, a lot of the times, if I'm thinking of like, uh, there's one project I still have to put out that I'm almost done with. Um, and mm. that one is uh, tells a story of a relationship, but uses uh, the ideas of heaven, hell and purgatory. Right. So, uh, like doing a lot of themed albums are, is a, I've always had uh, um, I've always really liked uh, whether it's like completely related or um, just semi-related. Like um, the like that that album, for example, "Dancing with the Devil" is is uh, mm-hmm. you can you can interpret it as a love uh, love song or breakup song. Uh, but it's a song about addiction. Um, and then right. like, then the other two songs are also related to the idea of um, the afterlife, but also uh, a relationship uh, kind of oriented songs. Um, and, or like a, a album in perfect timing where imperfect, the, the opening and ending song imperfect and timing are related because they were about the same relationship, but the songs in between won't worry. And, uh, uh waiting for words, uh, were completely different ideas, but when you put them all together, it tells the full story of the relationship starting, then the anxiety of not knowing what's happening in the relationship to mm. wanting the answer of mm. what's happening to the breakup. Mm. Um, right. So it's just, it's just a constant, like, what can I do with these songs? Like I, a lot of times it's like, I want to release one song, um, right. but I want to make it an album. So what goes with it? Um, okay. And then there's songs that uh, I know because there's so many projects that I want to release but i don't have quite the idea i want to do like the full studio version of then i'll release a live album and get those songs out there then come back to it later on with the actual Mm -hmm. like full band studio recording kind of thing Hmm. um so it's just a lot of wheel spinning and a lot of uh um most of the time it's me wanting to release one or two songs and then trying to picture what i can do with that album or just release it as a single See, I, I love how, how you mentioned, you know, you have the song that's about addiction that also could be, you know, perceived as like a love mm-hmm. song or something. Because there's something that I say all the time in the American songbook, you can pretty much take the word love mm-hmm. out of every song and put drugs in there. And yeah. the song means the <laughs> same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the Beatles, all we need is drugs. Um, yep. You know, it all... <laughs> It all it all works that 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 same type of way. Um, one as another creative, why do you think it's like that? And two, you know, it, it's not just that my brain's broken. Like you see that, right? Mm. Yeah, it, it definitely works that way. It's um, I think a lot of it is because a lot of people have the same kind of. Um, I, I I I can't say too much for myself because I I've always been uh, straight edge, like I've never really dabbled in anything uh, of that sort. Um, mm-hmm. So um, a lot of it is just my seeing seeing others kind of thing. So right. it's uh, the way people feel about love, and mm-hmm. when they are in love, it's a very it can be a very addictive. Um, right. um, source and uh, th- the way we react when we are in love and uh, and breaking up and f- and the as like after uh, the breakup and everything mm-hmm. and how you feel uh, can be the same way as uh, say your um, um, just anything in general with with 
with the drugs and addiction where if you don't have it then you you need it more if you um wait when you're on it you have you're on that that kind of like cloud nine kind of feel so it's uh they're they're related in that sense not that and not necessarily that all uh love is good love too that's right like it, it there, there there's such a thing as uh too much and yeah. uh the the best way i can describe it though uh because uh because we're talking about it is i have a song my, my uh uh uh, experience with drugs uh is uh prednisone, <laughs> uh, prednisone steroids uh where right. i i needed it for uh my medical conditions and but like it changes your uh, uh elevates all your emotions uh so like i wrote a song called blame it on love which is about uh, me being on steroids and hanging out with a friend and not knowing if i was in love with the girl or if it was because of the medication i was on right like was was it just the elevated emotions from being uh on the on the drugs or was it uh actually right. the f- feelings for them uh or was so, it being on wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven myself preston and my partner in crime long island rays elm city made ez blues is in the building zach anderson thank you for being part of the program again sorry to interrupt continue no, I think that was actually uh, the perfect uh, uh, DJ Silky. Uh, it, it could be one of the, yeah. That was that was a good. That was a great transition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's uh, it's amazing what and then like you seeing just so many metaphors and similes and such in songs. Uh, there are so many ways to interpret your feelings and uh, what you're going through and uh, make a song that is that can be interpreted completely different from somebody else because of what they've gone through uh so when you have somebody singing about uh uh somebody going through uh drug addiction and needing help uh but you can interpret it as somebody who is um go- getting out of a really awful relationship and trying to find uh someone new um it's uh depending on what you've been through you can think of it one way or the other or a completely different right. way it's just uh, it's it's fascinating what uh people can do with the uh, words and music and what yeah. other people think of of it yeah yeah unbelievable uh, i love i love you know how how many in society the misheard lyrics have gotten so so incredible or, or people not knowing you know what the song is actually about i think one of my favorites i spent some time working in a record store um actually a couple different record stores and one of my favorites was when that song um the lips of an angel came out uh Mm -hmm. and everyone's like i totally think of my girlfriend when i hear this song (laughs) and i'm think about cheating on your girlfriend with your (laughs) ex-girlfriend they're like no that's not what it's about my girlfriend has the lips of an angel i was like yeah you're not really paying attention homie like he's he's literally talking to the girls like yo you got to be chill though, because she's in the next mm-hmm. room. So, like, just you know, yeah, be cool. I got an even um, better one. Pumped up kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh god, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's horrible. Well, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, everybody's singing it. Family, grandfathers. Oh, that song's horrible. If you really, yeah. <laughs> but but songs like that have really have always yeah. been like that because if you look at like as far and we can go all the way back to children's music. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, ring around the rosy. Yeah. It's about oh, how you survive oh, with the Black Plague. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you're dumb, so we have to put posies in your pocket <laughs> so you don't smell. 
Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and this this is this is a children's thing that we we play to this day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so you know, that's always been been around. There's always this incredibly beautiful dark side of of music. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the the dark side of the ring. Maybe maybe uh, Preston and I will start that new. It'd be like the dark side of actual like all entertainment and history. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a never ending series. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too because like uh, one of, one of my experiences with it was uh, my song "However Hard You Tries," which uh, right. back in the day I had, like anytime I'd play a Stella Blues, they would I was not allowed to not play that song because everyone yep. enjoyed it so much. Um, and there was one time where I played it, and it's a super catchy song. Everyone gets into it. Has a nice mm. little uh, chorus that counts. Uh, but this guy came up to me outside and he was just like, man, I really love that counting song. Uh, it's like, it's so upbeat and fun and catchy and like, like the lyrics are so great. And, uh, the bartender at the time was just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's one of the most depressing songs like out there. It's like, you really listen to the lyrics because yeah. the whole song is about just, uh, unrequited love and, uh, right. not, not finding the right person for you. Um, because everyone's in love with somebody else. And, right. Um, but it's just like it's just one of those things that you find the people who are who are mesmerized by uh, the the catchy tune and the melody and mm. not really uh, looking too deep into what is being uh, said. But either way, it's like hey, if you if you like the song for one thing, that's that's fantastic. And if you uh, if you're getting the whole picture, then that's great too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Any other like themes or genres you want to do? Uh just besides anime and video games, wrestling, perhaps? Um, I, I've I've it would, be, it would be fun to do uh like wrestling related music. Yeah. Uh, not not necessarily wrestling themes, because I don't think my, my style fits that, but right. um but the uh uh there are there have been so many great stories and characters through mm-hmm. wrestling. Um I know uh the uh like the mountain goats have done songs for like uh, Sasha Banks and Eddie Guerrero yeah. and uh, things like that, which are really fun, and they're they're a uh, fantastic band. Um, so there's just a lot of there's there's yeah, it's, I mean there's uh, several decades worth of material yeah, right there. Yeah, like, there's a lot you can pick and choose. There's a lot of topics you can sing about and mm-hmm. everything that frustrates people. You know, you can so many opportunities. Yeah, it's you know? uh, it's. It's incredible what they're able to do with uh, that style of performance, mm-hmm. and not necessarily just like the uh, the the promos and the um, the storylines, but like the actual wrestling itself and being able to tell stories just through uh, like it's. I mean, comparing it to like a ballet or something like that, it's it's <laughs> just being able to tell a story just with yeah. uh, throwing people around is is right. incredible. And, uh, I mean, I've been a fan of wrestling since, uh, I was three, like, a, and so over 30, like 33 years, still around there. And, right. uh, just, it's never gotten old cause there's always something new. There's always new people. There's always, uh, just, they're, they're able to, I mean, they can, re- they can even recycle stories from previous years and it's yeah. still, it still Absolutely. works because of the new, uh, personas and new right. uh styles and everything like that so it's it's just uh it's it's amazing what they can do and i i think a lot of people don't uh they they see it as just kind of 
trash TV. Uh, they, they are they see it as fake or well, whatever. It's just there's so much more to it than that. And I think people yeah they I agree gave it more of a chance than they would uh, like get it more. But, right. but everybody well, loves and, and, their trash TV though. Everybody, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. everybody. But also, you know, yeah. What's what's really crazy is, is it's now become almost like a genre into itself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where you can watch them recycle the storyline and be like, oh my gosh, I remember when this was, yep. you know, based off of this. Or like when you see um, Carmelo Hayes out in the leather jacket that looks exactly like the leather jacket Shawn Michaels kicks yep. uh, Marty Jannetty in the face with before he takes right. out Trick Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's paying tribute. That's paying homage to that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you see... Um, uh, uh, Seth Lynch. I mean, uh, Rollins roll slide out of the the ring, um, and you know mimic what Shawn Michael did. You know, to uh, I think Sonny, um, that he mm-hmm. did to to, to uh, Rhea Ripley. Those yep. kind of things are those those simple nods, and that's been around in the entertainment you know industry for a long time. Like no matter what, in any type of entertainment industry, all the stories have already been told. Mm-hmm. All we have is our own perspective to to put on there. So absolutely, um, and I, I, everyone knows I'm a huge wrestling fan because I love the carnival. I am a huge carnival type of person, and that to me, that is the last of the surviving, you know, sideshow carnival type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, is professional wrestling, and I'm gonna love that at the end of the day because there's just way too much PT Barnum in me for to <laughs> to to not be like that. You know what I'm saying? But that's me. Yeah. It's cool too because it's like b- back in the day before like the internet and everything, you only had to go by what you saw on TV. But now mm-hmm. we know all the backstage things that are happening, yeah. and uh, getting to see that all kind of play out in front of you is uh, it's just super fascinating. And um, but there's like little things like right now with like Dakota Kai, where like right. like really trying to focus on like is she gonna turn on Bailey? Is she gonna stay with her? based on her past like what is she gonna do right. and it's um like you kind of know you know the backstage stuff that's ha- happening like th- that can go either way and it, it kind of keeps you on on your toes because uh you want you or you want to see it go one way or the other and uh uh you may not get exactly what you want but you there you know there's reasons behind it and uh sometimes they're good reasons sometimes they're uh, they're not but um it's true it's uh, it's just it's a really fascinating business, and uh, and even like like you mentioned with Dark Side of the Ring earlier, it's just like you learn right. so much about like your heroes at the time, and it's just like it's like oh, this is uh not what I was expecting, no, and- not at all. <laughs> It'd be like completely one eighty sometimes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you can even see the same thing with like different music and yeah, television shows and movies. We know so much that we feel like we're working at the establishment. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Anything it's... else? So, like, the internet is wild, but it's a double-edged sword for me because mm-hmm. I love the element of surprise. Like, I want to be yeah. surprised when I want to be entertained with like movies, television, just other different mm-hmm. types of media that entertain me. Like, I don't want to right. let's like go on a Facebook or Instagram and just see something spoiler that I accidentally mm-hmm. opened, and it'll just ruin the whole vibe for my anticipation of something and that's such a yeah that's such a big issue with like uh yeah 
so like for I'll use anime as an example. Like yeah, if you are try, if you're trying to look up a character, be like, oh, I want to know who the voice actor is or something of like course, that. Yes. And then you then you, as soon as you Google the start putting the name in, and it's just like something something death, and it's just like no, like, come on, like man. I didn't I didn't I didn't want to know that <laughs> I, exactly. I didn't yeah. mean for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. The internet, see, yeah, it spoils more things than it, it should. See, I, I love, see, I, I, lo- I love that though about like professional wrestling right. because then it's mm-hmm. still a matter of. I know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I know how it's going to end. I know, I, I know, you know, sooner or later, the good guy's going to win, the bad guy's going to lose, and everyone's right. going to go home happy. Yeah. Like, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to get beat, whether it be at, you know, WrestleMania 40 or WrestleMania 41. We know he's going to lose the title, and it's going to be to someone they're going to consider, like, the next big, huge yeah. face. That is very, um, very, very, very true. But it happens, right. and then we look at it, and then we're like, I didn't want it to happen like that, and then it's right. Like some more. But but so then start wrestling. So so to quote to quote Kevin Smith, but sort of in a different yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So start a wrestling federation. So write yeah. the story. If you want it to go out that way, write that story yourself mm-hmm. and see what happens from there. Um, I think that's that's something that I I always love. And one day someone will give me the reins to to mm. control a wrestling corporation one day and i will tell the yeah. best stories ever um <laughs> but, but then i, will I love it how you said that with the best stories ever with the best storyteller ever zach anderson we only have so much time left within this program um give us our listeners a little bit of words of encouragement please plug your social media and anything you got coming up within 2024 this time is yours Okay. Uh, so, uh, words of encouragement is, it's just like, if you're passionate about something, you have to work for it. And, uh, the, I think once you're, once you're passionate, you find your passion, uh, it does make it easier to work for it because you want to succeed in what you love. Um, and, and love is and this going back to the whole songwriting thing. Love is mm-hmm. something that you need to work at. And uh, if you and uh, yeah, so it's um, just gonna keep pushing through if you are passionate and love something that you're doing, and uh, you will see results. Um, and uh, plugging stuff, um, Monsters of Acoustic Rock uh, at State Sound Studios in Shelton. Uh, we do yeah. it once a month. It is a fantastic series. Uh, we've done over, or this will be our 55th show in uh, February. So okay. uh, we're, you know, keep going with that. We've had over 100 artists. It's uh, been amazing. Um, there's some of the best sounding shows uh, with some of the best talents around. Uh, same thing with Storytellers in the Cellar at the Cellar on Treadwell in Hamden. Uh, we do that bi-monthly every other month. Uh, and we bring in uh, songwriters and they tell stories. And uh, it is a brilliant evening of inspiring uh people and music and we do the open mic there as well every month uh check the website for when we do it it's one thursday a month it flops around so um and and me uh, i'm gonna have a new single out in march hopefully stepping on turtles and then hopefully another project or two as the year goes along playing as many shows as possible uh i do one or two shows a week at least uh, every week and uh, I love what I'm doing and I'm sure there'll be more music videos I'm sure there'll be more uh, crazy projects and uh, I appreciate you guys for having me yeah we appreciate you Zach thanks for being on the program on WNHHLP mm-hmm. 103.5 FM New Haven myself Preston and Mr. EZ Blues
write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know